2: Good afternoon and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody. For whoever wants to listen, I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Shooter Magooder. Shoots, what's up, dude? Is this the longest fucking week ever? It is the longest week ever. It's actually
1: taking the most time to get to Sunday. It's, I, I, I have a theory that when the week is dragging like this and you're looking forward to something at the end, if it truly is dragging, that means something good's going to happen. I if like it's that. not really dragging and you're like, oh, wow, I'm really looking forward to this and like the days are flying by, I always take a step back and I'm like, fuck, maybe it's not going to be as good as I think. But- you're not even that superstitious of a person, so that's it's interesting for me to hear. No, I'm superstitious behind closed doors. I just don't like to broadcast my superstition. But you know, I mean, like you are right now to thousands of people. Thousands of people now know <laughs> that I am superstitious. Look, I mean, you play baseball. I play baseball. It's just it's ingrained in you for from sure. a young age. Like you have to do this, you have to do that if you want good results. And these things maybe don't impact, but I don't see any science supporting that. So I'm going to keep that on doing it. Don't I mean? Look, if
2: we don't wear certain things on a certain day, uh-huh. th- all I'm saying is, thus far this season, it has worked for the birds. I've worn the same shirt for every single game. Yeah. And it works. So it's
1: only crazy if it doesn't work. Exactly. And I've done the same thing. I have a t-shirt that I wear and I wore it in the summer months or I guess September, October when it's still warmer out. I make sure that that's on underneath and people don't know it, but it's there. And if Colleen wants to wear it, I'm sorry, but I'm wearing it. Oh, shit! I lost my, uh, my sweatshirt to Dev.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She, it was a good Eagle. It looks better on her anyway. So. I don't mind giving it up. Plus, we've been winning when she's wearing it, so it's now hers. right? Exactly. And
1: once you get that first win, you're like, all right, whatever. You can wear it.
0: Now yeah, you
2: then, have now to. Now it, it, so. you have to. Now it yeah. is definitely yours no matter mm-hmm. what. I don't care if it's 95 degrees and humid. You have to wear the sweatshirt. Yeah. And to her credit, she's is ride or die. She will wear it. And Good. not because I'm asking her to. She 100%. We were at um, the Conchie Corner watching the NFC Championship. Yeah. And she left it on, and she was like, it's really hot in here. And then we scored.
1: She's like... Got to leave it on.
2: I am nope. like, "Yeah, I love you so much." <laughs> exactly. It
1: it it gets ingrained into everybody else's brain too. Like Correct. when you're the the root of the superstition, you make sure that everybody else knows it. Then they start acting accordingly, and I love it.
2: Yeah, no, it's good stuff. And uh, obviously, we're super excited for Sunday, Birds Super Bowl. But um, I have to comment on the amount of Niners fans oh that God. we got clapbacks from this past week has been astounding. We got comments we got messages we got reviews somebody left a review i saw that, that they gave us a that's actually i'm gonna save that for the Rosen thor but okay like, yeah it was actually a four out of five mm-hmm. so even so like still a good review so i appreciate not digging us too hard for coming at the niners but like it's been
1: crazy to me to just you lost like take the l and walk away and that's the other thing is we're not going out of our way to put down another fan base they just keep talking. Like, even their players, Brandon Ayuk was talking about it last week, George Kittle. Like, people are coming out, and they're like, all right, you guys lost. Yeah, like, the lost. Giants fans, their safety was talking about it. Like, shut up. You're home for a reason. We aren't going out of our way to be like, oh, yeah, suck at Niners. Like, that was two weeks ago. It was the, we're we we're over. Care. We're over. I think here's a good lesson for everybody out there that is
2: new to football or new to Philly. Like... We thrive in this city on hatred. Mm-hmm. We thrive on other people not liking us. It's one of our mottos. It's an unofficial motto of Philly. Nobody likes us and we don't care. And it's totally true. If you want to fuel the fire, keep talking. Because yeah. we will always come back. Like We love it. We live for it. So if you don't want us to come at the Niners, just drop it.
1: I love the Rocky statue thing. Like Yeah. The, like, opposing teams <laughs> in the playoffs have put their statue on the Rocky statue and like done things. And there was a kind of a rumor last week that maybe it was a Philadelphian going down there and putting the opposing team's jersey on there to like light the I like, fire i like that that's real and i wouldn't put it past any of our fans because that's really funny but there are still videos out there of like all the niners fans out there just like parading around rocky and like cheering for the niners it, you gotta learn right like i think mm-hmm. we're like four and in those games like just, are just stop just leave rocky, leave alone. rocky alone he's we, ours we are yours <laughs> we are one of the only cities probably in the
2: world that our biggest hero, we, we come from a city where the Constitution was written, yep. where this country was started, yep. and arguably a bigger hero to this city is Rocky Balboa, who is a fictional character. Mm-hmm. It, people were up in arms when they took the Rocky statue off of the top of the art museum steps and moved him to the spectrum to the point that we got him back to the art museum, just now he's off to the side. Yeah. <laughs> he was more important than the art going into well, the museum. film is art, right? I so, agree. You know, I We'll, we'll quit talking to off about the birds. We, you can tell we're super excited. But let's get into our rose and thorn. And I'm going to kick it off. Um, and both of them are kind of backhanded, which I love. Love the backhanded. So up first is from TikTok. And this is my um, rose.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay? And
2: this is from Cece. And she commented, I've been fighting liking you guys so hard because I feel like it's not fair. But, ugh, you're breaking me down. She had a follow-up comment because I commented on that and was like, well, hey, we're not telling you who to like, but we like you, clapping hands emoji. Yeah. And she commented back, ugh, fine, you got to follow. so That's we so broke
1: funny. her down. She, That's she great. Like, the breaking down away. is so funny.
2: Yeah, I love that people go into our podcast like, fuck these guys, and they're like, damn it, I kind of like them. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, just, you know, to build off of that rant about the 49ers, it was all sparked because of this right here. Yeah. We got a review on iTunes, and um, the title, and you shouldn't have done this. You should not have done this, and you did it. This is the response. The title is, Please Stop with the Niners Hate. Four out of five stars, though. Appreciate that. You're so far off. We are 49er faithful for a reason. Stick to what you know about reality TV, because apparently we know more about reality TV than football. (laughs) Seven points when we were on our fourth quarterback because of random injuries. I'm giving you one more chance, and by the way... I'm from the Bay and used to live in L.A. Went to a Niners-Rams game at the Coliseum. Guess what the percentage of red and gold was in the stadium?
1: Easy 80%. Yeah, because the Rams don't have fans except for Crystal. Correct. Oh, yeah, I know.
2: Crystal Crystal. and Sutton Sutton fans.
1: I appreciate that because she at least sticks by her team. But, yeah, everybody knows that you can run in there, whether it's the Chargers or the the, uh, Rams playing. Every opposing team takes over that stadium because it's so easy to do so. The people in L.A., are so fixed on going to a James Kennedy DJing thing at a hotel. They yeah. don't care about the Rams. So, you know what? Whatever. I I love it because it's like, well, I'll give you one more chance. It's like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, you really thought that we were going to be like, oh, man, you're right. We're sorry. we got to no. be nice to the diners so we can retain that one person. Absolutely Fuck no. Absolutely not. Look, we of course
2: we want you to stick around. Don't take this the wrong way, but you can't clap at us. We're going to clap back every yeah. time. It will happen for the rest of this podcast, every single episode, if you come at us, we're going to come back at yep. you, but just know that there's always an ounce of love dipped in there. We're not fully full of hate. We like the trash talk, yep. but if you think you're going to comment and say, I'm giving you one more chance to stop, oh no, that's just one more chance for us to go off.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So don't point it out. Um, yeah, mine are actually kind of similar too. I love I love the backhanded things and I love breaking people down. It was funny because I the one screenshot that I have is cc talking about it but i was actually the one under it and that's oh, my no dorm, so whatever um my first one and this is my rose breaking them down this comes for uh this is going to be brutal because it looks like a german name but get your lick back oh wait get, no, your, lick get your lick back nice i like that <laughs> thought it was german damn it yeah yeah he's got like little sides over it that's so funny and then i just said it out loud all right cool but it's at timo slay so he said i don't know why this clip of cishet dude's giving Bravo content is starting to pique my interests. when my motto for them has always been, and it's somebody saying, like, get the fuck out of here. Pretty much kind of that. The gatekeeping thing. We Yeah, the gatekeeping thing we talked about all the time, but now we're breaking down the gates, and it's great. We're not
2: breaking them down. We're kicking those motherfuckers
1: in. (laughs) Yeah, just fucking melting them down, if you will, with our hot takes. Hot, hot takes. But... I love that shit because I it's like, and, and cis het was, I, I saw that and I was like, I had to sound it out. I'm like, oh, now I know what that oh, means.
2: Oh, see, I thought it was like sis hey, I, I didn't know. No, I, it's cis, cis,
1: cis hetero. Okay. okay. So like we're heterosexual men. So. All right. Yeah. But you know All what? Right. Welcome to the Bra Bros, buddy. Welcome. You're, you're so Get glad you you're back. here. <laughs> Get your lick back. <laughs> uh, and then my thorn was on the Andy video that we did last week where we say that Andy picked favorites. Somebody pointed out. Oh yeah, and you guys have always treat people equally. See Erica and Rina content.
2: Oh yeah, I commented we back don't
1: tired. Treat people equally, but we also don't employ these fucking people.
2: No, and also, we're not going into it with bias. We will change our yeah. opinions about people frequently. It's what whatever we're presented with is going to be what our comments are. Yeah. We're not like literally, if you go back and listen to our early episodes, we don't stand by anybody like mm-hmm. consistently. It doesn't mean we hate anybody. I think people also need to understand like, I mean, don't speak- I
1: definitely hate people.
2: No, I know you. I know like you hate me. people. But at least coming from me, like I don't hate Andy. Yeah, at all. Like I think no, that he fucks up on the reunion sometimes. I think he plays favorites. I'm not like an Andy hater by any means. No, it was like funny in the comments. People were like, oh, I hate Andy too. This is not like, I
1: don't hate him. No, it's I just content he, for us that we're talking yeah. about how he clearly has favorites right. in shows, and it's so apparent during reunions because he lets people talk forever, and they're saying nothing, and he's laughing at them. And then the people that really need to be speaking, he shuts them down, and it's like, all right, dude, like. You are, and you said this last week, like, he's the boss. He employs all of these people directly, indirectly, whatever. Let them talk and, like, let's get to the bottom of shit. You don't, you picking favorites and saying, oh, well, like, I prefer this person over this person isn't going to do anything for us getting to the bottom and, like, resolving some of these conflicts. It's just going to make them even worse. We have a podcast where we talk about people, who we like, who we don't like in those moments, like you just said. So it's completely different it's apples and oranges so just shut the hell up because <laughs> you know what that guy absolutely hates certain people if he says see erica and rinna that means he probably hates sutton right exactly so like all right dude like you hate people too we watch these shows we get annoyed with people and we talk about it that's what we fucking do it's so our job over man. It, bro
2: And that takes us to the news. Um, We're going to speed through it because we have an action packed episode this week. We got four shows to cover. Um, Get ready because I think next week, we're doing two episodes next week.
1: Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Next
2: week or the following. We're trying to.
1: It's going to be weird because the reunion for Potomac doesn't start on Sunday. It's it next Sunday. The next Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll give us a little bit more freedom. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We're
2: getting two episodes within the next month. How about yeah. that? Within the next four weeks, we'll have two per week, which I'm actually looking forward to because when we have this many shows to cover, it's hard.
0: Yeah,
1: I it's know. Hard to keep track of everything. We do it. We're we happy. We know to that look. you guys will listen to like two plus hours of us talking. But... We appreciate it,
2: but we're trying to get it to where it's like an hour or hour 10 each. So like you yeah. can break down, focus more on the shows because like the ones we have coming up, we got some heavy hitters, right? Oh, These yeah. are the big ones. So like we want to take the time. To dive into them properly, break everything down. So, we're, we're, I know we promised you two episodes. That is still coming. We're working on it. We're getting it scheduled. Our stupid real jobs get in the way sometimes, but we are, we're getting close. Um, but to the news now, just so we can kind of finish off Salt Lake once and for all. I don't think we need to talk about it much more unless something pops off.
1: But well, we're probably going to end up having to talk about the Gen Shot confessional bullshit. But... I'm
2: sure at some point. But, um, Heather is now taking the stance that she's not team Jen Shaw. She's no longer her quote, ride or die for Jen Shaw. Now she cares about the victims.
1: What changed? <laughs> what, what was the final it's straw? to be like social media clapback and like just negative energy towards her. Was, everybody's so tired of her shit. And we're like, look, I don't care about the black guy anymore. Stop talking about it. What we want to focus on is you sticking by this criminal. Instead of just saying, look, like, there's victims. It's the same shit as Erica year, or months ago. It feels like fucking years ago. Months ago, where we're like, Erica, just say that there are victims and you feel sorry, and we'll move on. Yeah, we want same to move thing. on. Same thing. Like, Heather, just be like, look, Jen Shaw scammed people out of money. And they were old people, and that's the worst person that you can probably scam out of money. Yep. So just say something on it and be like, look, like, yeah, she's still my friend, and I'll, I'll keep in touch with her, but I'm not going to stick by her stupid things anymore and then, and then we'll move on so you did it now but it's way too late it's, it's, it's way
2: too late here's what i think it's really interesting that the timing also coincides with her book tour uh, right like she's starting to drop point. a lot of bad mormon stuff and all of a sudden oh i'm not team Jen shaw anymore it's like oh where the book sales taking a little hit mm-hmm. because you're being an asshole and now you want to like save face and sell a couple more copies that's what
1: i think i yeah i think that she's been she's just been like moving around this book thing for Ever and like the fact that you tried to sell the book by talking about the black eye which isn't even in the book and that didn't work so now you're doing this like nothing's gonna work well i think you were i feel like if she was just like enjoyable on screen people would buy the book because they like her you know what i mean, I mean? here's the thing
2: and she used to be enjoyable on screen until this season's when she really kind of like changed that stance and she had a really bad season but i think the book's gonna sell it's an interesting topic it's written by like a firsthand account like for all intents and purposes it should do very well i wanted to read it until i saw her season now i now i refuse to but i was really curious like that stuff is really intriguing to me the whole mormon church captivates me so i wanted to read it now i'm like fuck that i'm not supporting this
1: yeah now i'm thinking like second guessing it thinking that there's a lot of things that have been like blocked out because during the season she even said that she wants to talk about this but maybe she can't because of her family because of the church and i'm like what is actually going to be in this book? Yeah, and now I'm no. just completely disinterested because of her performance this year and just having to sit through that whole thing. I don't really care anymore. And we haven't seen really a whole lot online about the book. Like well, she did have made... an expose in the New York Times. Like, okay. look, here's the thing. I, I, I'm more so talking about like Twitter. Yeah, no, it hasn't. I, I'm been. not going to read the New York Times. I review. either. It. I
2: just saw that on Instagram. But I yeah. think that like we have to remember there's a broader audience here than just social media. Like people are going to buy the book Just knowing that she's like a housewife. They might even watch Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. Like She's going to reach more people. I think the book's going to end up being a success. I don't think it's going to do poorly. Yeah. But I'm not going to support it just because she was so miserable all season. I refuse to.
1: Yeah, I'm in that gray area of I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to read it. But I don't want her to just completely flop.
2: No, I don't either. I don't, I don't wish it, ill will on somebody I like that. I don't. I don't. And she poured her heart and soul into the book, and she had to open up a lot of mm-hmm. like, past trauma to do it. So, like, yeah, we're not assholes here. We don't want it to flop. So if you do read it, we're not anti-you either. It's just I'm not going to. But exactly. the last thing, and this is going to roll us right into what I'm super excited to talk about, um, Jersey. We had some texts pop up, and we saw it during the episode, and that's going to work as our segue here. But... uh during the episode, we see a text pop up that Melissa texted um, Teresa at some point, kind of trying to squash the beef, like move forward. Hey, we're family. We need to figure this out, whatever. She claims she didn't get a response for months, right? She never said anything, blah, blah, blah. Immediately after the episode airs, Louis drops some response text from Teresa saying, you know, Teresa's trying to make it nice too. She's saying, look, this went too far. We need to figure this out. We're family. I love you, blah, blah, blah. So immediately, obviously, because I have a short attention span, the first time I see the Teresa text come out, I'm like, oh, Melissa's wrong. She lied. Fuck you. Yep. Then it breaks down a little bit because then Melissa claps back. Now we find out that the texts that Teresa sent were actually like three weeks after the fact yeah. and also coincide with filming. Mm-hmm. They were starting to film in a couple of days. All of a sudden that pops up. The premiere comes out. Like A lot of things coincided with that response from Teresa. So now we have the question, who's wrong? Who's right or wrong here?
1: Look, like we talk about how some of like the family scenes are like a breath of fresh air away from the drama. The thing with Jersey is that a lot of this drama is so organic, and I think that's why it's this is like my top housewife franchise. It's up there for me as well, and it's it's one of the ones that I first started watching. Like I've been watching it for years unknowingly, honestly. But it is one of those things that like I don't think from Jersey we're gonna get that annoying like forced drama where people people are making up rumors and making up lies and the bullshit it's real and it's legit and people get pissed off at each other and then they come back and then they go away and so on. But in this situation, I I read the text messages too. And, and it, you know, the timing is a little suspicious. I do think that they needed a cool down period after that reunion because the reunion was contentious oh, and on all Teresa th- was ripping Joe, calling him a little bitch boy. And you know, Melissa was afraid to stand up to Teresa and there's a whole thing going on there. And then you throw Louie into the mix who we, if you remember when we did the reunion app, It was early in our podcast. We were talking about how, you know, there's allegations that Louis was emotionally abusive to his ex-girlfriend. Now we find out that his mom's a psychiatrist and he's got sisters. So it's like maybe he's actually just trying to make Teresa a little softer and make her open up to her family a little bit more. And yeah, it was a couple of weeks. It wasn't months, like Melissa said. So I'm kind of on team Teresa with this whole thing. One, because I think Melissa's a complete dud. Two, Joe annoys the shit out of me. I figured he would. And I'm actually seeing Teresa and Louie's relationship, and I'm like, you know what? This might actually be good for Teresa. Give her a couple of weeks to die down. Invite her over. Like, that's what families do. That's what friends do. You get into a fight. You say, look, like, I needed some time to cool down. Why don't you come over? We're having a birthday celebration for me with my family. I want everybody close to me here. We're not even going to get into the trip when it happens, but we just want to, like, kind of squash things, and we want you to be close because you're family. Joe and Melissa start talking about this whole, like, the show is only the show. Like, our family is not that. We only care about the show anymore. And it's like, I guess I do get that the show, when you're on it for 15 fucking years, yeah. muddies the waters. But at the end of the day, you are family. Like, Louis is right. Like, family will try to squash things. Like, you get into beefs, you come back, you try to hang out and make things aesthetic at least. But it looks like Joe and Melissa are taking a stance right now that they haven't taken ever. They always came back, and then it was more of the same. So, I don't know. Right now, I'm on Teresa's side, but I do want to see how it plays out. I think I'm kind of down the middle. And with that being said, I'm not
2: Team Melissa or Joe by any means because it did come out. like This is the problem with Jersey, and not in a negative way. It's just so much happened in the offseason that like I had to do my research before the season started because you had drama between Joe and Teresa. All like BravoCon, like after BravoCon leading up to this, like we've just heard so many reports. We found out that like Joe and Melissa were caught lying. So like Teresa was actually vindicated along the way, Mm -hmm. which changed my whole perspective of everything because I was always anti-Teresa. I was like, she blows everything up. It's all convoluted. She's lying. She's this, she's that. Turns out she was telling the truth and Joe and Melissa were full of shit. So that totally changed my perspective of all of it. And we're going to dive in in a sec, but just to touch on like the Louie thing with Teresa. Because there's a lot of different opinions on this. Some people are saying that Louis kind of like gaslights Teresa almost or he oversteps when he's trying to be like, hey, 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 try to slow her down or like Mm -hmm. tell her to say something else. Or some people think that that's not his place. And Whereas I'm watching and I'm seeing him, I don't think I've seen him yet at least be overbearing with it i think that Teresa is so volatile right like we know that she can snap at like any moment something can set her off and she can flip a table she can throw a drink i do feel like it's the role of a spouse whether that be a wife or a husband to keep your person like not so much in check but help them become a better person no yeah so if he's sitting there like hey you're not letting marge talk that's not him like I think, mansplaining or, like, overstepping or trying to, no. like, put her down. That's being like, hey, you need to let her respond so that you guys can hopefully get to the bottom of this. That's how I took it. Some people took it differently, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I do kind of feel that, and I understand that because you do see these things, and I, I don't blame people for viewing it this way. Like, we viewed it last year the same way, yeah. where, where Louis was calming Teresa down at the reunion, and he was actually agreeing with Marge. Right. And saying, like, no, like, we're cool. Whatever's going on here is between you guys, and, like, trying to stop her. I do think that this is good for Teresa. It looks like he is trying to like, like I said, like make her a little softer and make her open up and listen more instead of just immediately screaming. And I don't really think that, like, I really do think that it comes down to how it's perceived by Teresa and by like sure. her family. Yeah, sure. And if you see Teresa stop and she goes, "Shut the fuck up, Louis," then you can be like, "All right, maybe Louis is like trying to overstep and control the situation, and it's not right." Instead, you see her stop and actually listen to Marge, and you're like. This is good for Teresa. Is you know, it. maybe she needs a guy like Louie in her life where he will try to get her to understand situations and not let her emotions get the best of her. This is good to watch. And yeah, she's still going to blow up. Like, look, she's probably going to be a work in progress, quote unquote, for the rest of her days on but Bravo. I appreciate that. She's working on, it. I yeah. never thought in a million
2: years, you know, and, and I'm the same way with Jersey where this was one of the shows that like before I really started watching Bravo, I still would like check in with this because Dev mm-hmm. would be watching it and I would at least hear what's going on. So yeah. I wasn't totally blind to it. I think that's probably true for a lot of significant others in relationships where somebody watches Bravo. You mm-hmm. probably have some kind of relationship with Jersey. This Maybe.
1: was the show that originated my stance of they're screaming at each other. I hate this. Okay, and then being like, "Wait, what the fuck did she just right. say?" So like this that is, your, is where that came from. This is yeah. your angry
2: dad in the corner yep. moment. Okay, exactly. all right. So mine was Vanderpump, but similar. Like at least I, I had heard this before. But to get to a point where I heard Teresa apologize not once but twice in one actual episode. apologies, like, not an "I'm sorry," but yep. it was straight up to Marge, "I'm sorry." Period. And I was like, yeah. "Holy shit!" Even that was Marge a holy was shit like, moment. Marge gets to a confessional and she's like. I, never in a million years. Yep. Never would I thought I'd heard that. And we'll get to her response to that yeah, later yeah. because, holy shit, what an idiot. But let's jump in. <laughs> and what I think I love the most about Jersey is every family's dynamic is so different. Yep, And they're so captivating. And everyone is truly themselves. And I think that what they didn't suffer from, because it's been pretty consistent as far as the cast goes for a lot of it. Like Obviously, we've had some people come and go, but mm-hmm. like the mainstays have been the mainstays because of that you get like you talked about already organic interactions Yep. what we're seeing is really how they're feeling they're not shying away from the cameras they know how to act in front of the camera so we start out with dolores and frank there's a new dynamic to their relationship yeah. because you've got paulie in the mix which love paulie paulie seems like a great dude he seems awesome and like i enjoyed i love that there's an irish guy on the show me too that's yeah, great I think it's cool and like. I didn't know he was Irish mm-hmm. and he said that Lucky Charm line. And I was like, oh, yeah. what a tool. And then Dev was like, he's from Dublin. I was like, oh, then the Lucky Charm thing is cool. That's cool. <laughs> now cool it's line. okay. Yeah, like it's him. not appropriated culture. It's good. <laughs> and then he's got like the neck tats with like the clover on his neck or yeah. whatever. He's like very Irish and it's a big fan. But um, Frank's having a hard time. He is. And I've loved the Frank Dolores relationship for so long. I think that it's so nice to see, like for the kids. And like, it's just a wacky, it's almost like a sitcom. Mm hmm. But for Dolores to move on with her life and get into a real relationship, you can't have your ex-husband just in the mix all the time. Not to mention Frank's living with her ex-boyfriend Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. But how do you feel? Like, do you think that with Paul coming in, obviously things are going to change? Yeah. Do you feel for Frank here, or does Frank need to grow up a little bit?
1: I. I don't think he needs to grow. I mean, he's always needed to grow up, and he's not going to grow up. But, but they all need to grow up, but they shouldn't because that's what makes them fun. Exactly. But in this instance, I do feel like Polly coming in, he, Frank just thinks that everything's going to work immediately. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe it worked with David very easily. Maybe he, you know, when David started dating Dolores, Frank was able to just immediately be in the mix. Like, these are my kids, obviously. Like, I've got a relationship with Dolores as well. Like, you need to learn. Like, no, that's not really how that works. And I think Polly needs a little time to warm up to because it is an interesting situation. Sure. It's a weird situation. You're dating a woman. You have her ex there. And obviously, he's the father of her kids, So he's going to be around. But not to the point that he's just walking in the front door right, every day. You need to knock. Like, you need to knock. You don't know what's going on here. Like, Pauly could be here. We could be having a, a moment between the two of us that you can't fucking ruin. True. So I think it's more that just Frank needs to chill out a little bit. It will get there. Because if Pauly hangs around and him and Dolores, you know, they get married, whatever. Or they're together for a long time. They're talking about marriage. Exactly. So he's gonna be a stepfather to your kids. Do you really wanna be an annoyance there? You're obviously gonna be in the mix. Just give it a little bit of time. Don't expect everything all at once. I think that Paul's feelings on this are correct in the sense that, like, you know, Frank needs to butt out for a little bit. Like, we need to have our time. Like, I need to get to know your kids without Frank there. They need to develop that relationship. Exactly. So Frank needs to butt out for a bit and then come back because Polly does seem like a good dude. He seems and Frank like he's a, a very guy, good yeah. dude as well. It's just a it's a weird dynamic that Frank has always had with Dolores and he feels like it's okay and he's like I've been with her for like you're not. You guys aren't married. No, so you haven't been for a while now. You need to understand that and if she wants to have a good flourishing relationship with Polly, you're going to have to take a step back for a bit. I'm not saying forever. You're not going to always be the odd man out. Let them get comfortable, But you right? have a girlfriend too. It's not like you are just and. Let's talk about his girlfriend being 33 years old. But it's not like she he's alone, and this is the only family that he's ever known, but he's not stepping up for Dolores and being a husband. He has his own girlfriend. He's got his kids. He's got a good dynamic with Dolores. Let her have a relationship, and don't butt in for a bit. And then if you guys get to a point where you know the four of you can hang out, and your kids, and everything's great, awesome. That, that would make for good TV. I'd watch that show. I think the girlfriend actually hurts it.
2: Only because they seem to have the relationship where the girlfriend fit right in. Mm -hmm. Like she's able to hang around Dolores. She's Mm -hmm. able to like jump into this wacky dynamic without any feathers being ruffled, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I think that actually hurt the situation only because he's like, see, like I can do it with my girl. Like, why can't you do it with Paul? Yeah. So I think that that actually like made him take a step back. But you're 100% right. And Dolores kind of mirrors what you were saying. She's like, you know, he is my man and he told me, like, I got you now. I'm, you're mine. I'm yours, yep. and we don't need a third party here. So yeah, obviously we will forever and always be Frank Catania stands. We love him here. Frank's great, but you just gotta like let it develop, let it develop. Yeah. This is this is a marathon, not a sprint. You exactly. want the Lord's to be happy. That's what's most important at the end of the day for you, for your kids, for everybody involved. So just
1: let it happen, man. You guy. also don't want to get into a fight with Polly early on because no, then it's gonna ruin the dynamic altogether. Yeah, that's really so good. Gonna... Just chill the fuck out. It'll happen. It'll it be okay. Will. It will, but um. Then we go check in with Jen,
2: and if you remember at the reunion, she had things going on with Mars, she had things going on with Dolores, and it seems like the Dolores thing really carried over. Yeah. And they haven't really spoke since, I guess, and um, I didn't realize her Ferrari was stolen, and she broke her foot or her toe, and her mom thinks she has the evil eye cast on her. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But immediately, and I think they need to get into it because it's going to be, I think the mainstays, at least early in the season, are going to be, Teresa's wedding once we get there mm-hmm. and then trying to sift through the Joe Melissa Teresa Louie stuff and I think that's going to carry the whole season and we get to see Joe and Melissa's side of it a little bit they're talking back and forth and this is when the texts come up Yeah, we don't have to dive back into the text we already talked about that but it's doing the flashback back and forth we get to Teresa's house they're setting up for her 50th birthday here's my biggest thing okay and If you want to make things good, you want to make things kind of settle again, this is what this franchise in particular, the cast struggles with. Yeah. Moving on. Everybody, they get to a point where they're so sensitive to everything happening, they nitpick at literally every transgression. There's no give. Nobody wants to be the one to break because then they're admitting failure in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. So. They're talking about these texts. And then it's like, well, you know what? At the end of the day, if you guys are claiming, if Joe and Melissa, you guys are claiming that family's number one, family's most important, they messed it up, it's never going to come back. But Teresa reaches out an olive branch. Hey, come to my 50th birthday. All the people I want to be there are my closest friends and family. I want you there. Yeah. Fucking bite the bullet and go, dude. Like, yeah, shut up about swallow it.
1: Swallow your pride. I, it seems like they're just, like, so shell-shocked from the 15 years on this show that they get into these fights and nothing's ever going to be fixed. Have you ever seen Teresa reach out an olive branch no. like that? Have you ever seen a spouse or boyfriend of hers reach out an olive branch? No. Which Which uh, Louis did when he invited them to, and he made it very specific. This has nothing to do with the show. Come down. I've got a private jet. We'll fly down everything's paid for we just want to hang out and joe and teresa or joe and melissa immediately are like why would we want to spend days with that woman because you she's want your to fucking fix sister it. and fix it and teresa's reaching out an olive branch to fix it and you see it with marge a little bit later marge comes over and yeah was it a little rocky and you know things need to be fixed on both sides yes but at the end of the day, it looks like there's a compromise and an apology. Shock. You might get a fucking apology from Teresa that you've never gotten. And look, if you want to stretch it out and be like, well, there's been 15 years of this and you've never apologized, she probably will now because Louis is helping her get through this. And I hate to say it, but I think I really like Louis. I think that
2: for this family to move forward as a whole, somebody's got to break. Somebody's got to give. And the fact that Teresa's even extending, like you said, an olive branch to try and Louis is trying. Yeah. You need to find a middle ground, but Joe and Melissa are so stubborn and maybe somebody, I don't know who's in whose ear. That's where I want to know because Teresa says, I think this is all Melissa in Joe's ear. I think, Do you it's, think it's, it's the Melissa? other way around. That's what I think too. I think that Melissa might be more forgiving if Joe wasn't so hard headed. but Joe, as we've seen multiple times, like if you test Joe, he's not going to back down. He never no. does. He just shuts off, walks away. And yells things as he's walking away. I just so, think that
1: there's a chance that maybe all these years have built up on Melissa, and now she finally has a voice. Maybe. because we used to complain about her just sitting there, and she would always back up Teresa because it was just what she was used to, and she was like scared. It's like Stockholm syndrome. She's just scared to go against Teresa, and she thinks that it's love, and it's not really. And I get it. Like, look, like you've been emotionally abused by Teresa forever as your as the sister in law, and you're not a bridesmaid in the wedding and she made family so serious and she made Louie's sisters bridesmaids in her wedding. And it looks like Jennifer is as well. I forget. So yeah, you were left out and I'd be butthurt about that too. Absolutely. But it does seem like maybe Melissa found a voice and it could just be years and years of buildup or it could be Joe finally getting through to her and now she's standing up for herself. It's just a weird time to do that. It's a weird time to do it. When it looks like Teresa's trying to turn over a new leaf and be a nicer person.
2: Right. I think that you need to pick and choose your battles with it. I mm-hmm. think you need to understand with Teresa, you know what you're going up against. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, if you claim to be the more level-headed in the scenario, such as Melissa, she claims to, like, have a better handle on things, then you need to know, okay... You might not get everything you want from Teresa. You might not get the apology you need. You might not get X, Y, or Z. But if you get anything from her, that is a step up for her. That's her making an effort. And I think you need to reciprocate it, at least for a conversation. Hey, we can't make it to your birthday. But why don't we sit down for coffee the next like week or so, and like you guys can come over. At least start there. You've yeah. got you to come back with something, not just we can't make it. Sorry. That's not acceptable to me. I don't think that works. And I think, and I cannot believe I'm saying it. I really can't because you know how I felt about Teresa for so oh, yeah. long. You know how I felt about Louis last year. I'm turning. I'm turning a go. little bit towards Teresa only because I, you know me. All right? I'm a softie. I'm an emotional guy. I appreciate when people are able to look themselves in the mirror and make a change. I think it's one of the most beautiful things about human beings is being able to look in the mirror and be like, you know what? I need to change. Then putting that into effect. I think it's awesome. So am I team Teresa? Fuck no. Am I turning a little bit? A little bit.
1: Just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. No, so, um, and, and I do want to ask you one thing. Do you think that Joe and Melissa want to be on this show anymore? I do, but I think they want to be on the show
2: on their terms.
1: I think that's true too. And and you saw it, like in the week leading up, and we saw it on the episode, and it looks like Teresa was on her podcast as well. Yeah, talking about on. it, and she and the whole thing was in the text back to Louie, was talking about the show and like this is a show blah 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 and you gotta be able to decipher between what's part of the show and what's real life and we don't really know what it is anymore. And Teresa made a very good point. She has gone through so many different life monumental decisions, Massive. mass changes and deaths and births and everything on this Prison. show and you're now gonna start talking about the show and she has a good point. Melissa's pining for some sort of storyline here and it's gonna fall flat because this is such a it's just peculiar timing to do that. If you want to be on the show and you want to be like the heel to Teresa, you're you better fucking land it. You bought, you You got to come bigger than a text message. Yeah. So she, she nailed it. She hit the
2: nail on the head. Mm -hmm. I never thought I'd say that, but if you're going to come at her or if you're going to pine for a storyline, it can't be a text message when your adversary has shown prison, marriage, birth, death, like the, yeah major life events you can't you can't throw shade via text it just it's not going to land Mm-mm. but friends of we got some friends of yeah
0: let's What's, well they're our, not friends
1: of actually they're they're, they're
0: two of them Sorry. are full
1: time
2: right actually the friend of yeah two of uh, Rachel Fuda and Danielle are both are both full time yep. and then Jackie Wolf got demoted yep. and showed why later on in the episode but um what do we think about Danielle uh and family I, what do
1: we think about Danielle uh and family I, I like I like I always love the family orientation but and we talk about that all the time and I think that's what brings this show a lot of life is mm. so much family involved but I think she's good I do want to see her you know kind of I think she could hold her own she if she does to. get into an argument with somebody um I don't really know what's going to happen I don't want to speculate because I just want to enjoy the show but I think she could be really good for the show. I agree. Rachel, I've got some question marks about. You want to hear something really sad? Yeah, what's that? We are older than Rachel.
2: Are we? Yep. She was born. Wait, uh, I don't know. No, I think you, we're saying. same you... age. No, 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 no. She said she was I am 32. older. Two. She was born in ninety one. So I'm definitely. No, I was born older. in ninety one. I know. So. I'm deaf. I was.
1: am a nineties baby. I'm a nine zero baby. You know what? We talk about it all the time. Like Bravo does need to infuse some new blood into this. Oh, I'm not against it. Oh it's yeah, just yeah. For to sure. hear that, I'm like, oof. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's okay.
0: You'll
1: get through it. Thanks, man. Things might resonate a little stronger with us because she's our age. I
2: I agree with you on Danielle. I think that she has the most potential. I think she definitely has the biggest chance to be successful. Yeah. I can't deduce anything on Rachel yet because she didn't give me enough. Um, I think that she could be good. I think she could flop. I don't know. I'm like right down the middle. I do know that she follows us on Instagram. That take, like, let's just get right into the calendar shoot. I mean, we had the lunch with, uh, Teresa and Marge, but we kind of already talked about that.
1: Yeah. And the, the uh, one thing from that, I thought that it was poor taste and you could tell like Marge was, I don't know if she was nervous or anxious or whatever. Joe, I don't think said one word. Nope. Um, and during that lunch, she, you know, they were just like exchanging pleasantries and like, all right, Louis, like, I never imagined that, you know, we've got all these dogs running around here and, you know, uh. Yeah, Teresa's girl's living here and Marge immediately goes, Oh yeah, living with five bitches. Like Yeah. And like I think she was making a dog joke because the She was making a dog dog joke, but you can't poor taste. And Teresa did not lash out. No, yeah, I, was I was like, was she, "Whoa!" You saw her. Face. I wanted to lash out. You saw her face go.
2: She was about to, and then yep. she she pulled it back, yep. and that was the first inkling of, "Oh man, maybe she's making." And I, you changes. know what? Maybe Marge was doing that to test the waters a little bit. Look, and we can get right to that point because we're at the the photo shoot, and we'll talk about. I mean, the guys look great.
1: Oh yeah, guys Job look great. And, you
2: know, always cracks me up like in that mix because you got these <laughs> yeah. dudes that clearly. I like that
1: he took his pictures day. before anybody else got there. Like, yeah. I'm gonna do this first and knock it out, and then I'm gonna change. Yeah, and like you know what? I
2: like that he's comfortable. Like, Marge is like, you know, these guys were all like doing juice cleanses and like going to the gym before this. He's like, yeah. oh, I just ate a sandwich. Like, at least he's true yeah. to himself. Like, exactly, you know, and Marge likes it. And your if your wife likes it, who the hell cares? Yeah, who cares, Joe? You keep being you, buddy. But um, pertaining to those two, we get to. A scene with Marge and Melissa. Mm-hmm. Now, Teresa and Marge have agreed to like trust each other, move forward in a friendship. You got a sorry from Teresa Judice. That yeah. is impossible, right? It doesn't happen. The first fucking thing you do is go to Melissa and tell her everything that she said. Of course. Why? What she's always done. But why? It's not that to me is not good TV. That is a layup. It's obviously going to stir up drama. I don't think you need to force that issue. Especially if you're trying to build up trust with her now. If you don't like Teresa and you're fully out on her, which maybe she is, and that's mm-hmm. what she's using this for, that's one thing. But to go immediately to them and be like, "Oh, she said all this about you. She said you're insecure and all this shit," and Melissa's like, "Luckily, like I'm not going to say anything about it because that could have blown everything up." And now we like immediately we're going to have a Marge Teresa screaming war again. Like, I don't want to see that right out of the gate.
1: No, that's not good TV. And I, look, I get it. Like, I, maybe we're giving Teresa a little bit more credit than what she's actually do in the sense that we're like, all right, she's turning a new leaf. Like we can see the subtle hints that she's trying to be a better person. And it could be the Marge immediately. is just like, nah, I don't fucking believe this shit. I am not dealing with this. I think it's completely fake. I'm going to go tell Melissa right away. I like, I also kind of get that side of it too. Like maybe maybe you don't trust Teresa right away. Maybe there's a reason her doing this and she's going to go right back to the person that but she's been
2: for years don't trust her right away don't ruin whatever trust might be there by but i think that's just going also who marge is too like yeah, she just well, doesn't give a shit know, marge jr just doesn't care she's gonna rock yeah. the boat we saw marge senior right away too. i know we did so, see marge senior i right love away. love little marge senior in my life but uh I don't know. I thought it was a sketchy move. I didn't think it was a good move. Not like fun shade, just like stupid. Like, mm-hmm. really, dude, we're gonna immediately stir the pot with this shit. You can't just sit on it and see where this goes with Teresa, because I would like to see a Marge and
1: Teresa alliance. I would too. I mean that would be a hell of a power team, but right? I don't I just don't really know where Marge sits. Like, is she has she become closer to Melissa during all of this? Because they can kind of talk to each other about their feelings towards Teresa. I would and imagine that's part of it. Maybe that's where Melissa's voice started to come from, was sure. kind of an alliance with Marge. And maybe that's where they are. Maybe Marge just wanted to go hear Teresa out purely so she could hear you know some tea about Melissa. Maybe she just wanted to, all right, I'm not going to be the big bad guy against Teresa this year, but I'm still going to start some other shit because like you said, like maybe she really is fully out on Teresa and she just wanted to squash that move on now you can't be mad at me about that anymore because we already apologized and I got an apology out of you. I'm going to go to the person who doesn't like you right now and stir up some more shit. I don't really know. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. I if Marge like does get thrown under the bus, which she deserves to, like if you're going to pull a move like that, go oh, yeah. right under the
2: bus. Yeah. I, all sympathies out the window yeah. at that point. But the last thing, and then, um, we need to move on because we got stuck on Jersey for a while. Well, it, it, yeah, excited. it's
1: premiere. It's yeah, the big show. We're excited.
2: Yeah. We're yeah. excited. But, uh, Jen and Dolores, and they didn't reach any kind of reconciliation here. Ooh. But I did think it's funny, and once again, I think this is just a Jersey Housewives thing. They're all so proud, mm-hmm. right? They have so much pride that nobody will talk to the other person first. They're both actively avoiding each other at the roller rink, yep. and then they're both saying, "She won't talk to me." It's like, no, you're literally walking She's in go different over and directions. Talk Someone needs Either to one. go up first. Yeah. Then you get to Marge's house, where they're taking the photos. And Jen, and this I didn't agree with. If you're going to walk around the party talking shit that she's not talking to you, like now it's on you. If you're going to talk to every other person at mm-hmm. the house, Dolores won't talk to me. Dolores won't talk to me. Dolores won't talk to me. Dolores is not even talking about you. Yeah. She, you're not even on her brain. She's doing other stuff, or at least she's actively avoiding talking about you, period. If you're the one bringing up the drama to everyone else in the room, yeah, you know what? It is then on you, Jen, to go up to her and initiate the Did conversation. Do you
1: think it was it was kind of weird that she decided to go out, like to the newbies and complain? Absolutely. Because I do think that, like, and we've seen it for a couple years now, people are kind of tired of Jennifer just complaining about shit. So she goes to the newbies, and the newbies are like, oh, oh she's talking to me like she's a housewife. Let's start to get in here. And Rachel just kind of wants to talk to somebody else about it and like it's a it makes sense you guys aren't really friends for whatever reason jennifer's telling you her deepest darkest issue with dolores at this point not really sure why but if i'm rachel yeah i'm gonna go over to somebody else and be like try to verify it essentially and be like where should i be on this because i don't really know who whose side to be on sure. i've talked to jennifer i haven't talked to dolores but let me go talk to somebody else about it and see what's going on and in that moment, you get friend of, new friend uh, of Jackie. Oh, so I'm bad. sorry. I just, I think it is kind of rude though. Like I've been standing here and not once have you looked or talked to me. You've been there for 30 fucking seconds. Bad social etiquette. She says,
2: bad uh. social. you know, it's bad social etiquette calling out the new girl because she hasn't looked at you yet. You know how many times I've had conversations with people or been in a conversation where I'm the third party and they don't look at me. They don't know you're there. I don't care. Like, exactly cares? like you need like eye contact to feel like you're part of the conversation or did you find your moment because you haven't been featured at all this yeah. episode to jump in and be like i'm gonna stir the pot
1: now, go away I, that's the thing about like so she was demoted to friend of right and and i didn't really dislike jackie by any means i thought, she, means. Was I thought she was fine there, i liked her yeah. family i like evan a lot but to sit there and that's your thing i know it's it's like that's bad intro. social etiquette you haven't even looked at me or talked to me like and I know that Bravo does things with editing, and it makes it look like a conversation that looked short, was actually very long, and maybe, maybe this was a longer conversation that they cut, and Jackie was standing there for five, ten minutes it's and didn't say anything. your job to include her. Exactly. Like if you
2: want to interject at some point, and be like, well, hey, I've known Dolores for a while, or hey, Jen, have you looked at this? If you interject, and then they ignore you, sure, now you have cause to be a little upset, but you yeah. can't just get pissed off out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, it was. it was a big, like... It was a big, like, look at me cry. Yeah. And, like, we know you're a friend of now. And, you know, in that moment, just fucking interject in the conversation. Don't do that, like, awkward, look at me, talk to me, bullshit, bullshit. Just stop. And Rachel didn't really know what to do. And she's like, I, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even know she was there. Like, whatever. Just leave it alone. And just, if you wanna get back on the show and you wanna be, you know, we see it in Miami, the friends of are in every fucking scene anyway. If you wanna be in every scene and you still wanna be there, then do something. Don't do that. Do something. Hey guys, Shooter here to talk to you guys about Nutraful. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you're among them, know you're not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. And look, it's not just women that are affected, men are affected too. Nutrafol's great for preventative care, it's great for recovery, and honestly, it's something that we might wanna turn to as we get a little bit older and you might see some thinning hair going on. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning—stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism—through whole body health. Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women throughout all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. Each formula is a physician formulated using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients in consistently effective dosage so you can get the most reliable results. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. 3,000-plus top doctors and stylists recommended Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to nutriful.com and entering the promo code BRAVBROS to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at nutriful.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code Bros.
2: But that takes us to my favorite. What got me into Bravo, why I'm here giving this podcast to you guys, why I'm talking in your ears at the moment. Vanderpump rules. I got my Tom Tom hat on right now. Yep. I asked for a hookup with the Tom Tom hat I saw last night. We got a response. Yep. In March we will have those hats. Hell yeah. Can't fucking wait. But I'm so excited And I was excited to watch it all day. I haven't been, like, gassed up to watch a TV show in quite some time other than, like, The Last of Us. So for Dev and I, like, we both were, like, kind of giddy on the couch before the show. We watched the reunion um, from last year. And it just felt nostalgic almost. I'm like, ah, VPR's back, my favorite people. And it's going to be a fun season, I think, because everyone's in shambles. Like, relationships are gone. People have broken up. There's been divorces. We got single people on the show. It, it has some reminiscence of early Vanderpump. Yeah, so, to itself, you're not like fully clued into the VPR world, right? Like, sort of. You're sort of. I've, I've watched a couple of seasons. Okay. What did you think of episode one of this season?
1: I thought it was good um, like for all the reasons that you just laid out. Like, I knew where everybody stood between either, you know, I watched a little bit of last season, but. Yeah, I like that we don't really know where everybody kind of stands, and we get like glimpses of it in other shows with Winterhouse and just kind of the news that we cover every week, but it has the makings of what could be a very tumultuous show, It might be at a, least this season. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good season, and we can start
2: out, um, we get immediately into the Katie and Schwartz stuff, which I appreciate that they're going to like knock it out of the way. hmm so that we can move on with the show. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, it's going to be ever-present because they were married for a long time. They dated for 12 years. They were married for five years. So it's going to be a constant theme. But I like that they address it immediately so we can kind of, like, start to process it ourselves. And Schwartz is pretty open with the fact, like, yeah, I fucked this up. This is on me. Like, Katie felt like she wasn't being heard. She wasn't a priority the best line gave me like dumb and dumber. Remember when uh, Harry's like, she gave me some crock about me not listening to her. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Schwartz is like, you know, she said something like, I can't remember everything, like all the reasons because I don't really remember. I was like really emotional and I didn't want to ask her. Cause uh, she said, I don't, I'm not really a good listener.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah.
1: That's funny. What do you think? Like, do you want them to, they're still like have, a friendship relationship. No. I don't really know how that works. Like, they do you want to... them to get back together? or Absolutely no? not. No, They're I'm good. not a Katie fan. Because I thought they were
2: terrible together. They were, and I'm yeah. not a Katie fan, but they seem to be better off not together. I think mm-hmm. Katie's better off without him. I think he's better off without Katie. So, I think that they obviously set the table for us as viewers to be like, this relationship that they have, this quote unquote friendship is going to get Rocky. Like this shit's yeah. not going to work. And, and they're they like, do yeah, that.
1: don't date within the friend group and right. all
2: this. You can't and so, start yeah. putting,
1: especially. He still calls her Bubba though. Right. Like that's and like of You brutal.
2: can't do that. Like there's certain things on both sides where it's like, that's not going to work. And when you're on a show like Vanderpump rules and you're constantly around your castmates and everyone kind of like flirts and hooks up with one another, you can't put the firm. Don't like keep it out of the friend group. Is that like, a reasonable thing to ask sure yeah it makes sense i think so is it reasonable to expect that that won't happen especially when you plant that seed in schwartz's head i think it's a hard thing to put stipulations on you mm-hmm. can't tell him what to do and what not to do and vice versa he can't tell you what to do and not to do but i think it's going to be interesting to watch it play out i think it's going to get super rocky obviously with raquel no pun intended
1: Rocky with Raquel. Rocky with Raquel. But, um, Good podcast idea, Raquel, if you're listening.
2: <laughs> yeah, Raquel, if you're listening, Rocky with Raquel. That's where you should go. But uh, then we get to James Kennedy, who <laughs> you said before we started listening that you can't stand him. He
1: might be the most unsufferable person I've seen on TV.
2: I love James Kennedy. Yeah, you would. For, no, for not, like, I don't think he's a cool dude. I just, he's so himself and he always has been and he always will be. Like, I, I appreciate that about mm-hmm. him. To the point, I mean, the, his intro to this season is so James... He's fucking driving his douchey BMW, windows down, silk shirt. What's he bopping to? James Kennedy. Of course. James Kennedy driving to James Kennedy to go play a set as James Kennedy. Like, it, you can't make that shit up. And, but that's not fake. That is him.
1: It, oh, I didn't, I didn't question whether it was fake or not.
2: <laughs> but it's just, you know, that's when we find out he's dating this girl, Ally. They moved in together already. Huh? It hasn't been a year. Like the the body's still warm yeah, from like their marriage. They broke up
1: like five. I think they
2: said five months. Yeah, they were Raquel engaged, they didn't get married, but they. Yeah. I think it had been like she said three weeks after they were done. He was dating. He said Allie. five to six weeks. So he said I, months. I believe Raquel. I do believe Raquel. I believe Raquel, yeah. Raquel here. I think that it was probably three, four weeks tops. And
1: yeah. James. Kennedy well, even Lisa said done. like he just. It's like he can't stand to be alone.
2: Right, and then the funniest thing is like everyone's saying that she looks like his mom oh yeah i saw <laughs> you don't
1: i don't know if you know his mom she's no. not very nice this girl seems sweet she did seem sweet but i don't know i don't know. Uh, it was like a weird her. situation like her talking to raquel on the couch it during the weird. hotel thing that was weird and maybe it was a little forced whatever but she between him maybe they are made for each other because between him and that very very inorganic bathroom run-in uh, like yeah, that yeah. was bullshit but him saying, like, she's the love of my life. And Raquel's like, well, I was the love of your life. And he's like, well, things change. Things change. Like, fuck, but dude. you know what? But, you but know but what? But then she says, Allie says the same, almost the same thing to Raquel on the couch, where she says, well, you know, I, in ways I'm thankful of your relationship because he wouldn't be the man he is today in this relationship without you. It's like, fuck, dude. Damn. They're like both, that's why I'm thinking like, maybe they are made for each other because they both just like fucking crush Raquel. Well,
2: I think that the James thing was in response to finding out that Pete was taking her on a date.
1: What Pete looks like... Dude, Peter is... He's funny, but like he looks like like any villain in like a Nicolas Cage movie in the yeah. 90s you know what I mean like yes. that long hair and like he's got it shaved on the sides for some reason he looks like Nicolas Cage in Con Air if you had like a beard yeah actually him. Like, yeah it's pretty close but like I think he was a villain in Die Hard honestly probably, like probably
2: but the thing with Peter he has made out with like every single female cast member at Sir I believe it like yeah. he's the manager at prides Sir himself on it, yeah that's like on Watch What Happens Live Sandoval was like it's a rite of passage like you have to make yep. out with Peter at some point, but we get to like the Peter Raquel interaction and quite clearly Raquel is just trying to like get under James's skin because this interaction, man. And like, you know, Peter's been around for a long time. He's had some seasons where he's not present at all. He's had other seasons where he takes more of a, not center stage, but he's definitely more of a mainstay. Mm -hmm. He's got to be in and out. He's been working at sir for like fuck 20 years. Yeah, I'm sure. At this point, but he goes up to her and he can't stop talking about fucking nachos. And like, bro, She's not feeling it. She's not into this conversation. You're like, just gotta get to the nachos. She's like, i f- I forgot about them, honestly. He's like, Well, you ordered them, so I'm gonna get them for you. And she's like, You know, i d I'm like I wanna take Maybe you we'll off. go somewhere else and we'll get some nachos. Yeah, and she's like, I just wanna keep this casual. To which he replies,
1: I'm not gonna wear a suit. Yeah. You
2: think she's talking about a tire, you dickhead? Yeah. Like she means that
1: she's not looking for. But then a she hooked up with him by the end of the night, and they went home together, because and he slept on the James, couch. And it's like, all right, James
2: just told her that he found the actual uh-huh. love of his life. She's bombed at work, so
1: of I course do love that they get bombed at work, and they, they, they don't think usually. They don't. they don't. I mean, they get. I've seen them they, get, they get bombed tipsy, like, but like, and you can see, like, it, I just think it's so funny, like they think that the ca like they know the cameras are on them and they sit back and like charlie gets underneath of the bar essentially to like get some tequila and then the- she's asking raquel like oh yeah you want to do a shot and like nobody's around it's like well cameras around camera, you're gonna guys. see it eventually and like hey. and if you're lisa like you probably just laugh about it cause if you even watch the show when it comes out but it- who the hell cares well, it is really thing. funny but like i do love that because they're not like like they do take their job seriously but like they the whole thing is their life essentially like they've got the show they've got their servers their bartenders their djs whatever and they do like this really does happen in real life like servers and whoever will drink on on the job should they get wasted no should you get wasted and hook up with peter and not remember it absolutely not probably but it's it is funny and it's organic and i like watching it well here's the thing like why it's
2: i mean yeah a lot of the cast i mean take a step back a lot of them have gotten drunk at work mm-hmm. Raquel never like she's never been that person so you're kind of seeing like a rebellious side of Raquel that I haven't really yeah. been used to because she's been so concerned about James and his well-being mm-hmm. that's what she says and I've said it in seasons past I think Raquel's just too good for these people like I think she's a genuinely good person and like watching her interaction with Allie at the at what Ziggy's Hotel Ziggy yeah yeah, yeah. watching that just kind of proved it i I don't think that that was a vindictive conversation. I think she was genuinely like, I think she's trying to find some kind of closure here mm-hmm. and is struggling to do so. So I think she wanted to at least make peace with James's new girl, but in turn gets kind of railroaded from it because she's like, it's like we switched lives. I was like, oh <laughs> yeah. my
0: God. And then
1: you get the dickhead who comes out of the pool. Who's he's like, guy? you guys are on my fucking couch. Yeah. Like, uh, do I know you? It's you like, want to get a shot? Like, like of what? Fucking ketamine? You And also creep? like what? What do you mean your couch? Like, that hotel does not look like... And maybe we'll see it, because inevitably we will go out to L.A., I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And we'll have to go visit these places. We're going but, to play uh, tennis with Sutton on our tennis Oh, court. that is true. Yeah, we got to go do that. But yeah, it, how is that your couch? Like, it, I what is it? because out? it's in front of his room, but then Maybe, he, like, or he rented it for the night. Like, I don't fucking... Like, just... What a, you see the cameras there? Like, don't do that. Like, maybe walk up and... One sign the release form so that your face is on there. You fucking weirdo. Well, after that interaction, he, why the fuck would you want your face on? Because like, you
2: look like a total creep. Like, yeah. what? A, and Raquel had a good saying?
1: line. Like, you're I'm too tall for yeah. you anyway. Like,
2: you step yeah. over the couch in a towel. Hopefully, there's a bathing suit under there. I, then you're I, standing I, like you want to do
1: a shot, like like some fucking meathead moron. I, I I think this season's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting ride for you. I think you're gonna be stuck with your toms. There's two things that I got to talk to you about. One. Yeah. I think I am right. I don't think that is a good business guy. He's going out and fucking doing his goddamn band instead of working on the restaurant and just pumping money into it and not being present. Sure. And even Schwartz says that, like, you got to be around, and I had a lot of issues with you. What do you think
2: about that? Well, that's also implying that Schwartz is a good businessman.
1: I don't think he is either. So here's the thing. I've never
2: claimed that those two are, like, remarkable business minds. Yeah. All I've claimed is between Lisa Vanderpump, all right, kind of having their back Mm -hmm. she is a king or queen whatever you want to call her of the industry like she knows what the fuck she's doing and she is going to she might not have a stake in this business but she's going to make sure that these guys get it up and running that's what i meant like we find out that they've sunk like a million dollars into it thus far it's still not open and even last time i watched what happens live they're open wednesday through saturday which is another problem Mm -hmm. but like i have a hard time seeing this bar not do well I yeah, don't it'll do well, that's just what I'm do saying. it, though. Right, I I think the miscommunication between you and I is that you think that I think they're like savants, not at all. No,
1: I just think that you'll always back them.
2: Without a doubt, and that's going <laughs> to get, like, this whole dynamic between you and I is going to shift because I will ride or die for these motherfuckers all
1: day. Every well, I've day. got a follow-up, then. What do you think about Schwartz hanging out with, uh... Randall? God damn it, Randall, yeah. I think that it's deplorable. Absolutely. I think that if Lala... First of all, I'm not
2: like a big Lala fan. I think that she, no. she probably me the wrong way, and just, I don't know. She just claps back all the time. She yeah. always has some kind, and it's always like super condescending. Mm-hmm. Like if she feels slighted or stupid, or she feels like she's not being heard, instead of like voicing it correctly, she will put you down immediately. Yeah. Like she just shits on you and everybody around you. That's her defense yeah, mechanism, that. and I don't like that. I'm not here for that. And we see that like a few times in this episode, but for her to take the time to sit her friends down, her castmates, guys, we've been Mm -hmm. around each other for a long time, we know each other, we've grown around each other, blah, blah, blah. Randall fucking ruined my life. Can we not hang out
1: with him? I think that's fair. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. I think I didn't like that Schwartz was like, you had to call a fucking like business meeting about so, it. Like, yeah, like she just wanted to make sure that everybody heard her loud and clear that she's going to go page. through a custody battle. That's going to change her whole life. Like, yeah. please don't hang out with him.
2: I think that's fair. But yeah. I think that the thing you need to remember about Schwartz is he is always and forever will be Switzerland. He doesn't say bad things about anybody. The only time he finally pulled back from Randall is when an article came out from one 50 cents saying he's little Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. And two, all the allegations about him allegedly having sexual harassment suits with like mm-hmm. secretaries and him with like drugs and selling like all this crazy, wacky shit comes mm-hmm. out. And then Schwartz is like, whoops. But that's just, but <laughs> I mean, you got to fault him a little bit. But at the same time, like that is always and forever Tom Schwartz. That's yeah. how he's been. So I think that they're going to end up blowing up at some point because. Schwartz does seem to have more of a voice right now, which I was actually surprised because yeah. in the past he would have probably tried to, like, he will say his piece, but he usually will try to smooth things over. Mm-hmm. They talk at the at the set at Hotel Ziggy and he's kind of like standing firm, like, I'm not apologizing. If it was me, 100%, like, I'm sorry, I wanted to play pickleball. Yeah. It,
1: Sounds I like he just has like, he has issues with Lala. But well,
2: here's the other part of it, okay? And this part I, I actually did understand. Lala absolutely going through a lot mm-hmm. and there's a kid involved it's hard for me to compare problems yeah. it's hard for me to say well lala is going through it harder than schwartz i don't know how this is affecting them internally so yeah. for me to say one is worse than the other i think is impossible so i think lala owes him a little bit of slack just understanding okay well at that time schwartz was going through the hardest, pi- hardest point, hardest point his yeah. life Divorcing Katie, mm-hmm. losing everything, assuming that he had this locked in for life, and now he's got to think he's selling his house. He's going to an yeah. apartment. All of his money is sunk in. Yeah, but I don't think the Lala open. gives a shit. She, she like her herself, right? Yeah, that's the difference. Lala doesn't care. Yeah, my problems are the biggest problems here, and if you don't take my side fuck you she literally yeah. says it. i'm gonna cut you out if you yeah. take my side
1: period what did she th- her text message actually made me laugh at the end of it she said i don't associate your... with weakness
2: yeah and she's like all right come you on couldn't even get on your own wife's team why would i assume you'd be on mine yeah it's, it's brutal. F- that but that's what i'm saying yeah. when she claps back it's not in a productive way it's not mm-hmm. a funny way it's just i'm gonna ruin your life with mm-hmm. one sentence like fuck you and that's the difference, right, Tom is at least trying to talk and be like, you know, this is why I did it. He's trying to explain himself. He's still not apologizing, which he should, but Lala needs to see it from his perspective as well. Like, hey, Tom was going through a ton of shit too. I know your stuff is like much more public and there's a lot more harsh allegations around it, but this rocked him to his core, similar to you getting rocked to your core with Randall. So instead of you guys teaming up against each other or like trying to poke holes in each other's story, I understand you both are going through trauma, You might be showing it differently. You're processing it differently. You might not have processed it well on either side, but just give each other a pass. Yeah. This sucked for me. This sucked for you. My bad. Shouldn't have done that. Let's move on. Good point. And also, let's move on. Let's move on. That takes us to Miami. To do that every single time, you couldn't every every hit the air horn, <laughs> but we're just going to touch on two things because we need to move on. We got to finish up with Potomac, and thanks to Jersey and Vanderpump, we have this is why we're doing two episodes. Yeah, here. there's just too much to talk about, and we, we care too much about these shows. So, in Miami, the one thing first thing I want to talk about gringo is the dinner. gringo dinner. Yeah, and um, this dinner, first of all, why? Why the fuck is this a good idea? Nicole and Alexia. Well,
1: the plan was before the Nicole and Alexia issue. Yeah, they had, and they talked about it. It was at, um, at Nicole and Lenny's. It was at Lisa and Lenny's house before even. Why wouldn't Lenny cancel? But it was, uh, that was the thing is Alexia said, I'm not going to uninvite somebody because of this. And they already planned on having, so even if Nicole didn't come, they still would have had it because they still had Marisol and Gertie. With their husbands there, so they still would have done it. And credit to, honestly, both of them, because Alexia didn't stoop down to the level of uninviting, and Nicole also didn't call out because they're having issues. Like uh, she I, thought I'd, that yeah. maybe, you know, this could be a branch. It was not new. No. Instead you get the fucking Todd walking in. Todd. And of course, his name's Todd.: Of course his name's fucking, fucking Todd. Todd Todd walks in in what looks like an Adidas sweatsuit, but an <laughs> actual suit. Like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? He had a black suit top on with a white stripe down the side. Like, yeah. you look like a dickhead. He looked, there's yeah. pinstripes, and then there's you. You look like a jackass. I agree. And then you sit there, and look, him and Alexia deserve each other because neither of them can read. He goes into Anthony's business, and he's talking about, like, you've got, like, what? Three lawyers, like, blah, 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 blah. Anthony's like, I've got, like, 45 fucking lawyers. That is true. He says, he's i got 180 employees. Yeah. 40 of those are lawyers. Exactly. And Todd's sitting there like, you've got three lawyers. Like, you wouldn't know shit about this anyway. Like... Where are you coming from with this shade? Because what? They offended your lawyer friend by, by Nicole giving him the black card to pay for the whole fucking event? Like, no. That was funny. Just It was funny. One, you're on a TV show, too. It's still funny. And three, if you want Nicole to apologize, just, hey, Alexia, text Nicole like they talked about at their lunch. Text Nicole and just be like, hey, you offended my friend by doing that. She probably would have reached out and apologized. This is why I, and we never get this. This is why I really like Anthony, and I don't care if people don't like Anthony or whatever. He was sarcastic to the core, I know. and it was fucking hilarious it's when funny, all dude. these people are getting so butthurt and so heated about this, and Todd and Alexi are yelling, and Marisol chimes in, shut the fuck up, Marisol, just like drink and don't eat. Sitting there just yelling at Anthony, Anthony's just like snickering and being yes. like, "Well, I didn't say I'd send them Godive, huh? Like I'd send them something a yeah. little nicer, yeah, like some flowers." And then they got even madder, and dude. it's like, dude, like. He's being sarcastic because he knows how angry you guys are about something so dumb that happened in a TV show, a reality TV show. Just get over it. Like, you guys are losers.
2: Like, Todd to, and Alexia are losers. I, I need to hear from his lawyer buddy. If that dude took offense, if he audibly voiced, yeah, that really was offensive to me, to Alexia and Todd after that whole thing, one, that guy's a
1: dork. Like, you can't see the humor yeah. in this whole thing. First like, off, you signed up to be on the Real Housewives of Miami lawyer, as a, a lawyer party. Like, what did you and think? And you was thought gonna that happen. it was going to be, like, really respectful and fun. Like, they all just pushed their own storylines the whole time, dickhead. Yeah. And, like, for Todd to be like, he was he's my friend for 15, 20 fucking years. And, like, you disrespected him. He told
2: me you disrespected him. He's like, I'll send him some fucking flowers and chocolate, dude. Like, what do you want? And he's like, you sent a grown man flowers and chocolate. Yeah. He's screaming. And Anthony's just sitting there quietly, like, I, the godiva line the yeah. best part the best part my guy russell you can tell because he's like a firefighter yep. like he's got other shit going on he's sitting there like this is why i didn't want to come Gertie. yeah i These wanted people to fucking much suck. rather be home with my yeah. kids he's just silently Having sitting fun. and todd's losing his mind he looks like an idiot alexia is not helping the situation because she's just throwing shit out there yeah. and this is what drives me nuts about alexia and this is going to take us to the second thing i want to talk about which is her lunch or dinner with nicole mm-hmm She speaks out of both sides of her mouth. Like she will explain what she wants to happen. And yet she doesn't do any of those things. Like she wants an apology. She Mm -hmm. explains what an apology is. She can't apologize to Adriana about the whole marriage certificate thing. Like if you wanted an apology from Nicole to the point where they're sitting down at this dinner, Nicole's trying to explain this is why I felt the way I did. Because of your actions, I felt slighted. Because somebody came after my job and you then went on to pretty much defend her, that hurt my feelings. So I felt a certain way. So I acted a certain way. Logical. Makes sense. Calmly said. Well done, Nicole. She won't let her finish a fucking sentence. Alexi keeps cutting her off. Well, you know, I guess that's just who you really are. You can tell she's trying to just jab, poke the bear to get Nicole to react. And Nicole, calm, cool, collected, talks her way through it. Alexia will not budge. She keeps trying to fuck her up with like different ways to spin it, not letting her finish the sentence. And then Nicole, which was my favorite move by her thus far, and I'm a big Nicole fan. To the she actually liked one of our uh, um, videos today on Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah. Good. Um, but she says to Alexia, "You know what? I'm sorry."
1: Yeah, she just did it because she didn't see a resolution there, and Alexia who is the biggest hypocrite that I've ever yeah. seen, really, on any of these to shows. the biggest hypocrite in the housewives world is a it's, fucking crown. She deserves trophy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And she sits there and she's like, you just never apologize for anything that you do. You never take responsibility or ownership of your actions or your words. When the fuck have you done that? Never. Never. You always spin it and just say, well, people can say what they want. Like, fuck you
0: but you apologize
1: ex- uh, you, you, you want somebody else to apologize but you're gonna sit there and chastise them for not apologizing then, when you never do and you always just say what you think and you always just make excuses for that and you're just like well that's just how i feel like fuck you you're you are not this like deity at the top of the no. chain that gets to say what you want and never have to have any repercussions like no people need to go after her and i don't care if it's a team of Nicole and Adriana and Julia going after her. Somebody just needs to fucking knock her down a peg because her and her dumbass fucking Todd. Todd. At the to top just need to come crumbling down because that dude's a douchebag. Well, I think that we get you know a clip from next week and
2: shit, like the whole reason that they were trying to make it all nice before they go on this vacation, mm-hmm. right? They're trying to calm down before they go on this trip and we yeah. see Alexia lose it. Not like housewives lose it, like voice Actually. crack. Angry, crying, like real, real emotion. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to see it come to a head on this trip. And the season's kind of winding down, I think. I believe so, so yeah. We'll get that climax at the end of it. But uh, the entirety of this season, fucking great TV, awesome. entertaining, great cast. So I, happy we did yeah, this. Me yeah, me too. And thank you to our listeners for pointing us in this direction because we would have missed out. And it was delightful. I'm excited to see it wrap up. But it's a bittersweet day for me uh, because, you know, my two loves are Vanderpump and Potomac. They're my two big ones. And this is the Potomac finale. And uh, I get to ask you one more time, what do we think of this season as a whole?
1: Uh, I think it was, I mean, there was a lot of forced drama and stuff, but I'm very happy that we got into it when we did. We got to know everybody. We had our little sit down with Chris, which, you know, be on the lookout for that coming out in the next couple of weeks. and. I thought it was really enjoyable. You know, you got to know all these ladies. I got to decide who I firmly dislike and who I really do like. And I thought that the end of this season, it really pushes us into the reunion because there's so many things that are just completely unresolved. Yeah. And that reunion trailer looks awesome. Yeah, I think the reunion is going to it's be, be epic.
2: huge. Yeah. yeah. I really, I think it's going to end on, we haven't had a great reunion yet as Broncos bros. We, we've kind of struck out. I haven't,
1: yeah. We so, got in like during the Jersey reunion last year, I yeah, think is was, when it happened. You know, but
2: we we hadn't watched the whole season of that. We kind of jumped into Jersey yeah. like halfway through, so I don't think we mm-hmm. got the full effect. So I'm excited for this reunion before we jump into the finale. Where do you stand with Giselle now? Cuz I know you liked I, her for a while. I don't
1: know. I mean, I I don't hate her, but I, I don't know she doesn't really the things that she does for the show don't really make sense. Like she'll turn don't things land. And the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They definitely don't land, like, whether she's trying to be funny. Vagina or bumping. She, the vagina bumping, goddamn. Or she's just, like, trying to, you know, stir the pot somewhere else and yeah. kind of stay out of it. Like, she ends up getting brought back in because everybody knows when she does something. Like, when she goes and talks to somebody behind someone else's back, you'll see in the confessional, like, this has Giselle written all over it. Yeah. And it's exactly. like, you're not very sly about it. I still do really love the moments with her daughters because I think that her daughters are very intelligent. I think she's a great mom. And that's what we always talk about, too. Like, even Chris talks about it. He says she's a great mom. Yeah, we have She's just a shitty friend.
2: Right. We have actually a clip from Chris that you guys will be able to hear in, like, the next couple weeks. But he even says that. And, like, of all the people to throw shade at Giselle, he has the most right. And even he's like, you know what? If we saw that Giselle all the time, Mm -hmm. the Giselle that she is, with her kids, she's vulnerable. She's honest. She's real. That's an entertaining person. Yep. I like that, Giselle. Honestly. So do I. And I will always be honest. I, I don't like Giselle at all. I don't like what she brings to the show. I think she reaches all the time in her moments with her children. She's great.
1: She's yeah. Absolutely she's great. Awesome. But I do think this is actually, it makes a lot of sense. This is where Ashley gets her shadiness, if you will, because she watches Giselle and then she does the same shit. Like you we think, see, oh, think I think that Ashley, when Ashley talks to someone and then immediately goes and spews the information to someone else, or we see it during Candace's uh, video release party where she's like, you know what? I'm an adult. I'm going to go talk to Chris right now. And she just like, sits there with a smirk on her face and starts talking about it. It's like, it's messy as shit. It ah, looks terrible. And I now. think that she takes her notes from Giselle because it's the same fucking thing. That's interesting. I actually, I like that theory. That's not a bad theory. Yeah, I, I think do have to give weight. Chris a little shit. Oh, okay. Which is fine. He was dressed up for Candace's party, right? Yeah. Uh, How the (laughs) fuck are you still wearing shit at your fucking calves, dude? I thought he looked great. Why? The best part. The best
2: part. He walked into my house for this interview, sweatpants, pulled up to the knees. I was like, fuck yeah,
1: dude. I don't don't mind the look. He's true to himself. I get it. With the joggers, whatever. You're wearing dress pants. How the hell are they up to your calves? He looked great. Fuck you. He looked great. I'm 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 on Chris's side here. I thought he come looked on, great, Chris. but uh, I know it's warm down there. But come on, let's get into some of
2: this. Um, I hated the intro. I hated the fact that we're leading off with Ashley and Dean. Like, I get it, you yeah. know, but I don't mind family scenes. If you want to show Ashley and her kids, great. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna drop like a bomb that you just bought a house and your joint LLC. Right. And your mortgage is $13,000 a month. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear from your
1: mom and Dean over a FaceTime. I her want... mom was even like, Oh, okay. Of course she is. Who the fuck's going to hear that and go up? Oh, good idea. There must not be a prenup in that, or there must be a prenup. There has there. to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Cause if there wasn't, what are you doing? It doesn't yeah. make sense. And then like there's clips from the reunion that like she gets nothing. Did you see that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
2: the, clearly something happened. Michael Darby, a fucking snake in the grass. No shock here. Definitely did some shady shit. I mm-hmm. fucked her out of all the money. So I think that's the part that actually makes a lot of sense. That didn't click till you just said that. Yeah. Maybe that's why she's like, I know I'm not going to get anything. I need Mm -hmm. to lock down a house before we get
1: divorced. Or she really is just like emotionally abused in this relationship and doesn't know anything better.
2: I think she is to some extent regardless, but I'm curious to see what's going to come out about that because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But uh, Karen seems to have issues with like everybody that's like tight with her this season. And, you know, we saw her and Mia. I don't think they're like besties, but Mia has always kind of like had her back. Like Mm -hmm. they, they have a mutual agreement and some kind of friendship there. And like, Mia FaceTimes her and is talking about all the shit that Sharice was talking about at the strip club. And the funniest part is Mia got sick from the strip club. Oh, yeah. Because he ate chicken wings at a strip club. What do you think's uh, going to happen?
1: Dirty like, bird. I just... The dirty bird at a strip club. Oddly enough, like, the wings aspect of that whole thing makes sense, I guess. Like, wings... Like, if you're going to have any food there, it's, like, wings and fries. Finger food, really? That's what you want to a strip uh, club? Yeah, that's Finger a good food? point. I don't know. I'm just, like, trying to make sense of it all. Somebody messaged us on Instagram and was like, well...
2: <laughs> It's a pretty well-known fact that strip club food is the best food. But um the biggest thing that happened this episode was Candace's release party. But the funniest, like I'm glad they started out with this cuz it just made me laugh and I needed a little bit of like we needed our reprieve before we got into the heavier shit with mm-hmm. Ashley and Chris, but uh Mia has spun this story that Wendy propositioned her. Yeah. Right? When they were on vacation. Come to find out, Wendy, who I love, I love how she handled this because she hears it. She's like, "Oh, really? What actually happened is you, Mia, said you wanted to eat my box. Yep, that's what happened." And everyone's like, "Oh shit!" And I love that it wasn't more than that. I love that it was still a funny moment. I love I... that Mia didn't deny it. No, she didn't deny it, which is great. Good for. I thought, and oh, no, this is gonna fucking kill me, dude. Uh, it's gonna kill remember. me. I think you're gonna agree with me, Mia had a good episode Oh, well, i'm
1: not going that far whoa <laughs> uh, she Ooh.
2: did she was fine
1: um she was fine i guess but and, and colleen says it and she's been saying it for fucking weeks i'm warming up to mia you know like she's truly herself and like i, I think she's becoming part of herself it. i don't think you she's don't, truly
2: herself i think she's like taking steps to being herself
1: okay yeah so she she did drop the whole act of like trying to be iconic at all times like that's annoying but I do, like you said, like with the Wendy thing, like I do love that she didn't immediately deny it. I love that she just started laughing and like was having fun. Like, that's great. I also kind of do like that when Karen was like, did you stick up for me? She just said no. And I like that too. Like she was truthful. Like she is like unapologetically all the time herself now. And I guess for better or for worse, I'll take this Mia over what the Mia was in the beginning of the you know season. Where she was just like trying to like, Be iconic all the time and like use your hands to like talk to people the whole time. It's like, "Eh, just shut up, like, stop, leave me alone. Now I'm like, all right, if you do this all the time, I will not go on rants about how much I don't like you.
2: And I, you know what it does for me? It now gets me to a point, I'm like, you know what, bring her back next season, bring her back. I'm okay if she comes back. I'm okay with it too. If we see more of this kind of Mia. Okay, we got somewhere to go from here, and well, I. She I, does
1: stand out to try to be the CEO, and she's not, and lost a lot of money, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah I think we sell. get to that
2: in the reunion. Yep. But um, the big thing here, because you can't let it lie, you can't just move on from it. We got to do it one more time at Candace's release party, man. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Ashley's sitting there, she's like, what? Oh, we're adults i thought he would call he were she says we're adults 10 times you are not a fucking adult ashley ashley way that you handle things is childish the way you're going about your divorce is childish everything that you do is fucking childish so you don't get to decide what a grown-up conversation is because if you did also why would
1: he want to have that conversation at candace's release party
2: if you're a grown-up you would understand this is neither the time nor the place this is his wife's release party. This is about Candace. This is not about whatever issue I may have with Chris. Yep. Just because you're in the same room does not mean the timing is right. And so Giselle did up. the same
1: thing. That's why, I, no. that's why I likened them together because it was Giselle walking in first saying I thought I was going to have a conversation with Chris. Like fucking when? Now? No. And Candace is even like why would it be now? All they think about is the show. And that's like Ashley's whole season has been well, this will be good for the show. Let me try to get a storyline. Let me try to get this. St- this is Giselle's now just ingrained in her brain. This is who she is during the show. And it's so fucking annoying. Like, this is not the time or place. No. You know what? Have a conversation. I guess you can't have a conversation in the reunion because if you do it behind closed doors, more shit's going to come out. Right? And God forbid, Chris is not going to go behind closed doors with any of you anymore. No, Chris is probably, knows he better. He probably sits... He, I, we should have asked him. I bet he sat, yeah. like, in the main
2: stage area, like, Visible I sure. by everybody the whole entire time, and like I will say, he led us into a, like a little information. Multiple people were present when Giselle said, "Let's go back and talk yep. in my room." Multiple people can corroborate it, and will you guys will hear it from his mouth. Yep. But like a lot more comes out about that stuff. But it's just to tie it all up. I I couldn't stand that whole conversation, and and Chris like to his credit and. This is who he was in person. You can yeah. attest to that. He gives Ashley grace. Even during this conversation, mm-hmm. he's like, look, Ashley, like, he tries to be calm about it. He tries to, like, just, like, let's move on from this. Let's not do this right now. Like, I'm hearing you. And he's trying to talk to her calmly. She keeps pushing buttons. She can't fucking help herself. Finally, Chris snaps. Fuck you. Fuck this. I'm out.
1: Yeah. Like, which anyway. it also just doesn't make any sense. Like, I get it. If you're trying to push this whole thing where his reply to your story at like 3am was what you have the issue with. You felt like that was creepy. Then it's at least your feelings. You're trying to push it off on the Sesame street character Mm -hmm. and say that you made her uncomfortable. Like fuck her. Who cares? Who is she? You're speaking on her. And you're also not because we have video video footage, which I get in the time. They don't know that Bravo has video footage, and they're just going off of it. Just always assume, Whether though. it's this dumbass Sesame Street character that's spinning this narrative to you, and then you're spinning it on the show, and you're like, ooh, this makes for good TV. It doesn't. Ashley, at the end of the day, every one of your fucking ideas, this year specifically, have been terrible. Because the only thing that really is going on is you trying to hide from this whole divorce situation with your husband. disgusting-ass husband. Right. So go, you know what? Just go with your scummy ass husband, get cheated on for the rest of your life in some fucking house. And I, you know, that's, if that's what you want to do, then go do it. But don't try to ruin a nice marriage because you don't have a fucking storyline in a TV show. That sucks.
2: But that takes us to our question portion. Up first from Oxtail Lover. Does Teresa ever take accountability for her actions?
1: Uh, sheep really hasn't i mean now i guess she kind of i don't i don't even think that we can go that far i think that i think that we're seeing
2: teresa attempt to turn over a new leaf and we should all be we should all be cautiously optimistic there you go yeah from philly diva do you think it's time for the gorgas to leave
1: uh, I want to see what this season looks like. You think they give him one more run? Yeah. I mean, before now, Melissa, like we said before, hasn't had a voice. Joe is annoying as shit, but I guess he makes for okay TV sometimes. Um, see how this goes with Melissa actually having a voice and standing up for herself. Okay, if I like that. If it's terrible, then no. If it's, you know, there's some redeeming qualities there, then sure. Okay, I like that.
2: On the flip side, from Shellstagram, do you think it's time for Teresa to exit? No. No, no, I used to. The last year I was saying that. This season, I look, it was a great episode one. They left a lot mm-hmm. of things up for speculation in a positive way where I'm like, ooh, what's going to happen? This isn't. And this not is new.
1: all the drama surrounds Teresa. Right. There's, so there's other, other shit going yeah. on. So that's good for the show. Yeah. So, no, I, I think this yeah. will
2: be the worst time for her because we might be seeing a new dynamic of Jersey overall. Yep. Vlad Deluxe. Eh, it's not bad. I'm just going to leave it at that. After watching the premiere, do you think Louie is gaslighting Teresa? I do. That she said I do.
1: Oh, she said she did. I didn't say I "I do. She said I do. It's tough. Like, I mean, we talked about it last year where we thought he was, but I I don't know. After seeing his family, families always bring out the best in us when we talk about this too. Agreed. And after seeing his family and it seems like his sisters are really nice and his mom's really nice. I think that he might just have grown up in a household with a bunch of women, and, he, and I think he's trying to help. Honestly, from what
2: I can gather, and this is my genuine sentiment with the whole thing, I think he's trying to make her a better person. I mm-hmm. think that can be perceived as gaslighting at times. I think maybe sometimes he inserts himself when he shouldn't. But let's not forget, Teresa can blow up. Yeah, and she needs to be reeled in a little bit, and that is the job of your significant other—is to keep you in check a little bit. Is to yeah. Break slow down or like make you not to keep you in check, but make you a better person. Right. So
1: I think gaslighting is like a manipulative tactic to make the other person look bad. Yeah. And I don't think it's in his best interest to make his wife look I bad.
2: Think he's trying to make her look good. He's yeah. I think to he's say trying like, to
1: help in this moment. You cutting off
2: Marge yeah. is not a great look, let her finish. And then when she lets Marge finish, she's able to hear it and apologize. So right. I don't know. I think that I think we're going to hear a lot about that all mm-hmm. season. And I think that it's important to keep the perspective that they are married. He is doing what he thinks is best to help his wife out, at least for the time being. That's yeah. my perception of it. Will that change? I don't know. But I think that it, it's too early to say that he is actually gaslighting. Because from that episode, no, I don't think so. Yeah. From not Courtney Stage, in your opinion, who's the hotter New Jersey husband, Evan or Nate? Uh, Evan. Yeah, Evan, by a long shot. Yeah. Evan is the OG yeah. babe. And of Evan's
1: like a good Jersey. dad. To, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah.
2: for sure, Evan. Oh, I want to get your take on this. I like this. From Maria464, do you think Schwartz is genuinely coy, or is it a bit of a facade to keep him from being the bad guy?
1: Uh, The latter. I think it's a little bit of both. I think maybe it started off as the first one, but then he realizes that he kind of stays out of it like Switzerland. And if he just keeps playing that up a little bit more and more, people will be like, ah, it's just Schwartz being Schwartz, like you just did the whole segment.
2: (laughs) (laughs) From Magnolia Gatlin. What are your predictions for Raquel this season? Is she going to be a villain, a hero, boring, or crucial to the plot? I like, that's an in-depth question.
0: Yeah.
1: um, I think she's going to be crucial to the plot, and I think it's going to be, like, bad for her psyche.
2: I think that she, I've already said it this episode, I think she's too good for some of these people. I mm-hmm. think that she seems genuine, and I think that we might see a darker side of Raquel this season. Yeah, I could see that. Because James has always and forever been able to kind of, like, Gloss over what's going on in his life and just like be James. Yeah. Raquel's hurting clearly from this whole thing and like seeing that she's been replaced that fast. We get a scene from next week. She's crying with Peter on her shoulder for some reason. Did you see that clip?
0: Yeah. He's laying on her
2: shoulder crying. She's crying. Peter's a weird guy. He is. He's a strange cat.
1: Peter's a strange cat. Yeah. But that's all I got. You got anything else? Uh, no, I'm, I've i hoped that this, what was it, hour 40 or so that we're up to right now? Yeah, an hour 40. You know, it went a little faster than the rest of the week has gone. Maybe we'll just keep talking. Should we just, just talk until Sunday? I fucking, I was going to say, like, it's kind of like time travel. I was going to sleep for 48 hours, just call out of work. But I don't just think take that a bunch work. of, like, Benadryl and just knock out. Yeah, that might work. I'll wake up okay. Monday. What happened? Yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> but, um,
2: that's all I got. Um, remember to follow us on Instagram at brav underscore bros, follow us on Twitter at brav underscore bros, and follow us on TikTok at brav bros. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube. Um, we are much more active on there coming up soon. Our videos are getting processed right now. The Chris interview is going to be on there in its entirety. You'll be able to listen to it on any streaming platform or watch it all on YouTube. But, um, the last thing is remember the bros are on cameo. Oh, yeah. And we will convince your significant other to be a brav bro. We will talk shit to your friends, or we will just shoot the shit with you. Whatever. Well, there you
1: was want. a guy on Watch What Happens Live last night with his wife, and they asked like a tandem question. Did you see that? No. Oh, yeah. They asked like a oh, tandem Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did. Yeah. It was really weird and awkward. I didn't really like any of that, but Colleen slaps me, and she goes, that guy's on there because of you guys. Hey. Like, you think so? No, probably not, but hey. That's what I said. I, probably not. But <laughs> hey,
2: we'll take credit. Yeah, we'll take credit. Why not? But um, that's all we got. We will see you next week and remember to tune into the Super Bowl. Uh huh. Because the world's greatest football team is playing
1: Sunday night. You better hope they win because otherwise, that w- next week is going to uh, be a little be, rough. Yeah,
2: we're not going to be very happy campers. So go, birds. Brawl bros are out of here. Yep. Bye.
1: Go, birds.